Welcome back to another episode of Alive and Active Wellness. My name is Shelly Hitz, and I'm here with my husband, CJ. Hey, guys. And we just want to encourage you today, if you have not, connect with us on Instagram. We are Alive and Active Wellness there on Instagram, and you can get a daily dose of encouragement from us in the Instagram stories. Now, I totally get it. Social media can be a time suck. Both CJ and I have really set tons of boundaries with social media. We don't have any notifications on our phone popping up, and we have unfollowed or muted most accounts that we follow on Instagram. So there's only a handful of people we're actually seeing. And so if social media isn't your thing, I get it. But if you want some encouragement, some inspiration, some tips, some tips and tricks, <laughs> come follow us on Instagram at Alive and Active Wellness and tag us in a story. Let us know you've been listening to the podcast. We would love to hear from you. And we're so glad that you're here today. All right, so we're continuing on with this month's theme, Keep Going Strong. And, you know, in January, we had the Momentum Challenge and just encourage you to start exercising 15 minutes a day. We provided faith-based workouts you could try with accountability and encouragement. And so many of you finished that challenge. If you didn't take it yet, go sign up at aliveandactivewellness.com forward slash momentum. And this month, we really want to just kind of encourage you to keep going strong in this area of exercise. And so today, our topic is workouts as worship. Now, CJ, wouldn't you agree that most of the time when people think of a workout, they think of the word work? Yeah. You know, I think many times, um, you know, the workout, uh, you know, it just seems hard or it seems boring. It just seems like um, you just want to get it over with. Yeah. You know, those are the connotations with many people, not everyone. Yeah. And, you know, we want to encourage you to flip the switch on that. So, you know, you think about you walk into a dark room. It's dark. You stub your toe and you're like, ah, I can't see anything. You flip the switch. All of a sudden, light floods the room. You can see, you can move around, and it's a completely different experience. We want you to try flipping on the switch with your exercise and with your workouts to consider thinking of them as worship. And, you know, for the last probably four and a half years, this is what I have been doing. I have been inviting God into my workouts and they have become an extension of my time with him. Now, I will confess that previously, you know, I would get so goal oriented and would become obsessed on a certain goal. And, um, you know, it's, it, I'm a, I say a redeemed workaholic. And so that a lot of times would leak into my running and, and workouts. And I would have my watch on and I'd be, you know, glued to my pace. And I've got, I had to get a certain time or a certain thing or one to get in a certain um, PR for a race or, you know, one to get certain amount of numbers, you know, minutes in for the week. And to be honest, you know, it's, it's good to have goals. It's good to have, you know, those things that you're aiming for, but Sometimes we can swing 
too far to where then it becomes an obsession and we stop enjoying the movement. Yeah, and I've definitely been there myself. Um, and I still have moments where, you know, I'm so goal-oriented that I might have crossed into that obsession uh, territory. And it it is, it's really easy to lose sight of the worship aspect that even as we have these bodies we uh, have an opportunity to invite God into our workouts to invite him into um, you know this opportunity to improve our fitness and I remember the great uh, runner Ryan Hall um, you know he Ryan is still very active uh, but he retired a few years ago as a runner He's a former Olympian, a marathoner, still holds the records as the fastest American marathoner and the fastest American half marathoner. Wow. And yet, if you look at Ryan today, he looks like a very ripped bodybuilder. That <laughs> He took up bodybuilding and, and weightlifting, and he's just transformed his body from this, um, you know, really skinny marathon runner to now um, full of muscle and he's still coaching runners but um, Ryan Hall at one time in his life said God was his coach yeah if you guys don't know Ryan Hall is a Christian <laughs> yeah, and he uh, he took some flack for that like mm-hmm. oh you mean God's your coach and he he literally would say I, I would just you know wake up at the beginning of the week and I'd say God what do you want to do this week what would be best for my training? What would be best, you know, in terms of this? And he he invited God into every aspect of what he was doing. And 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 certainly Ryan Hall had been coached by by people and 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 would definitely subscribe to that today. But there was a season when he just felt like I want to invite God into every last detail of my professional running. And I want to just see what happens. And he yeah. ran some great races. Now, it wasn't perfect. It, it, no miracles happened in terms of, you know, being injury-free or, you know. But he experienced such an intimacy with God during that season. Mm-hmm. And he still talks about it today. So that's one example that I would have of someone that says, I'm going to take this to another level and invite God into every little detail of my training. Yeah. And, you know, it's like in the business world... Sometimes people will say, God is my CEO, you know, (laughs) he's the one that's guiding and leading and directing me. But even more so, like I sometimes will literally picture Jesus running beside me or with me in my workout. And I remember there was a story about someone, CJ, maybe you'll remember. This was just something that just popped into my head that they used to have an empty chair with Mm -hmm. them. Do you remember that story? Yeah, um, well, I, I remember Brennan Manning uh, telling a story of someone that he would go and visit. It was an elderly gentleman, and he would visit this guy, and, and there would be that empty chair that, you know, as Brennan Manning was talking to this guy, the guy would say, you know, I have a time with Jesus every day. I imagine him sitting in that chair, yeah. and we're having a conversation and one of the neatest things is that one day Brennan Manning went back to visit this this elderly gentleman and 
he wasn't there. But those nurses who attended to him in his last hours, he had passed away. They said that uh, he had gotten up out of his bed and his head was laying on the chair. Yes. How beautiful. And that was just such a touching picture of the intimacy that this man had in his last days on on earth with Jesus. You can just imagine this man stepping from earth right into the arms Mm -hmm. of Jesus. Yeah, and so what a powerful example of intimacy with Christ. You know, um, there was the other example of the man who was the dishwasher, and he, you know, practi- was it practicing yeah. the presence of God? By Brother Lawrence. Brother Lawrence, yeah. Practicing the presence of God. An all-time little classic book that we wholeheartedly recommend anyone get. It's very simple. And yet it's uh, about, uh, it was just basically journal and diary entries that uh, someone took after Brother Lawrence, a monk from the uh, 16th century, passed away. And they put a little book together. And it's amazing because this Brother Lawrence had uh, a handicap of some co- of some kind. And yet he continued to do his daily tasks. He was, he was a cook. He was also, you know, doing stuff in the kitchen with dishes. Yeah. And it was hard for him even just to go and get basic groceries and get them back to the monastery where he needed to do his work and he constantly would give God credit for helping him guiding him one step at a time going you know up and down stairs whatever it might be but this little book definitely can help spark a different kind of intimacy from someone that experienced that hundreds of years ago yeah and so these are examples of everyday life integrating God and intimacy with him in everyday life, imagining him with you, not just in a prayer time or when you're reading the Bible, whether it's in the morning or evening or whenever it is for you, not just when you go to church, but on a day-to-day basis. And what we're challenging you today is what if you took that same concept into your workouts? Can you tell I'm getting excited? Like what if you started having your workouts be these times where you allowed God to pour into you, to speak to you, times of intimacy with you and him. Because you know what, when you're out on a run or you're on a walk, or especially if it's some sort of cardio, you're in that basic limbic part of your brain, which is just that automatic part. And it helps your brain just open up, you're getting blood flow to your brain. And it really is an ideal time to have ideas or to, you know, ask the Lord to help you work something out or even just to, to hear from the Lord. I've experienced this so many times where I'm just like in a a rock in a hard place and can't figure out something, whether it's for work or a relationship or something I'm working through, I'll go on a run and the Lord will speak to me. And so what if you took this intimacy, you pictured Jesus running beside you, walking beside you, doing the bicep curls next to you, (laughs) cheering you on, encouraging you, speaking to you. What if you took the scripture that you read this morning and you just were meditating on it over and over as you were running or walking or working out? And that's why we create faith-based workouts for you. That's why we create the Keep in Step with the Spirit podcast for you. These are 
just resources to help you integrate God into your movement, into your exercise, so that your workouts can become worship. Yeah, one of the scriptures that I love that Paul uh, mentioned in Acts seventeen twenty eight, and this is the NIV, it says, For in him we live and move and have our being. As some of your own poets have said, we are his offspring. And, you know, Paul was talking to people that had... Um, you know, been philosophers, Greek philosophers, Stoics of the day, you know, some very intelligent uh, people that he was basically saying, hey, you know, you uh, may not realize it, but this is who God is. And some of your poets have described some of that very well, but we need to attribute it to the Creator God. So he says, for in Him... Christ, we live and move and have our being. And that's an attitude that you and I can take even as we embrace a workout. Yeah. You know, we can we can picture ourselves in Christ, in him we move, we live, we have our being. And what if we learned how to embrace the good pain that comes with working out? Imagine that. There's a good pain. Of course, there's injury pain that we need to be attentive to. Right. But we all know that that good old-fashioned lactic acid burn in the muscles (laughs) or the breathing hard, the soreness. We've talked about domes on a previous episode, the delayed onset muscle soreness, that good pain. What if we learned how to embrace the good pain that comes from working out? The kind of satisfying pain that means we pushed ourselves outside our comfort zone. A healthy pain that symbolizes progress. What if we learn to embrace that and even as we're in that, we are glorifying God. We're thanking Him for the ability to move and live and have our being and I don't know about you, but this would inject some extra energy, at least into the mindset of the workout. Instead of looking at it like, oh, this is a drudgery, I just want to get it over with, it's no fun. What if we begin to embrace that good pain as a means to say, I'm fully alive right now. The blood is pumping. It's God who gave me this body. I'm going to use it to glorify Him and I'm going to enjoy this workout. It's going to be a worship session, so to speak. Yeah, I love that. And that verse is just perfect. And so we just want to encourage you, you know, not every day is a workout going to be this beautiful worship setting. You know what I mean? It's like there's going to be days where you just got to do it. But what if, what if you flip that switch and ask God, to flood you, come in and just be with you during your workouts. And it doesn't even have to be this big, like theological thing. It's just practicing his presence, you know, throughout your day and even in your workouts. And what if you actually started to enjoy them? You know, it it does take a conditioning period 
where in the beginning, it just, all of the workouts feel a little more hard. Yeah. And then you reach that point where you kind of have a little bit more of a base. How, how long would you say that takes to get to that point? Boy, you know, uh, I, I would say even for the person that's really just starting off the couch, um, you know, you're, you're looking at a month of... Like four to six weeks, maybe. Of building the base to where you're not as sore after doing workouts. Your muscles begin to adapt. You need a solid month, and, and yeah, even six weeks, eight weeks of just kind of putting in the time, going through that initiation period, so to speak. <laughs> you know, you can think of those uh, military cadets that have oh to go goodness. through basic training. Boot camp. Um, and there's a point where they've they've sort of crossed over into a different level of fitness. Their bodies are used to waking up at 5 a.m. or 4 a.m., whatever it might be, yeah. doing their drills and, and the, all the different exercises, the running. It's the same with us. We we need time to adapt. Yeah, and so there's a conditioning phase. So if you're a beginner and you're or, or you're restarting after a period of time, your muscles it takes a little bit of time and that's when a lot of people will give up because they're just like, "Oh man, that's just so hard. It doesn't feel good, right?" But if you push through that and you keep going, let the momentum continue, you'll get to a point where, especially in your cardio workouts, you're going to start to feel all those good feeling hormones and the endorphins and some of the other things. And it will start to feel good. Um, your your hit workouts and your strength strengthening workouts, you probably will still be sore after those. That's normal. You're, you're continuing to build your body. But what if, you know, you actually started enjoying your workout. <laughs> it was, a, it's a time with the Lord. And, you know, that's what's happened for me. I used to just exercise because I knew I needed to, or I was trying to reach a goal or something like that. And, you know, I talked about it before when I had my big goal of running the Pikes Peak Ascent half marathon, and then that was over. I was kind of done. I was burnt out and I quit running for a while. I quit you know, exercising for a while. And I went into neglect because it wasn't really, it wasn't, there wasn't a deeper why. And I just had that goal. And once that goal was over, I was like, eh, I'm good, you know? But what if, you know, your workouts were more than just a goal? It was more than just checking something off your list, but it was an extension of your time with the Lord. And you actually start to look forward to it. I've gotten to that place and I'll tell CJ, I was like, oh man, I just really need to go for a run today <laughs> or I need to, to move my body and meet with the Lord and, you know, work some things out. And so, um, let's go ahead and just close in prayer and CJ, you want to, um, pray for us. Hmm. Father, we thank you for each and every person listening to us and, we just ask, Lord, that you would allow them to experience um, not just a boring workout, but yeah. a true worship yes. experience of glorifying you mm -hmm. in their movements, enjoying the, the good pain and effort that, that comes with uh, getting a workout. I ask, Lord, that um, they would continue to see progress and that even as they begin to see some pounds drop, 
as they begin to see muscles strengthened, as they begin to see endurance deepened, I pray that they would actually continue to enjoy the movements even more. Yeah. It is true that um, once we practice something for a while, there is an enjoyment that comes as we get better at it, as we improve our skills, whether that's running, strength training, jumping rope, whatever it might be. I just want to pray that each person here would really experience that uh, that workout to worship mentality. And we're going to give you the glory and the honor for all of the ways that you help us and give us the strength along the way. And we all ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And as we've mentioned before, as bodies move, minds renew. So your brain is actually creating new neurons as you're exercising and you can you know, fill those neurons with, um, with scripture or with prayer and information that will help you literally renew your mind. It is an incredible thing. I have experienced it firsthand these last four to five years. And so we pray that you will also experience this and experience that intimacy that that man had when his last dying breath, his head was laying on that chair where he always pictured Jesus, that your intimacy with Jesus would grow as a result. So thank you so much for joining us today and we'll talk to you next time. God bless you guys. Bye-bye.